0: Hi guys, this is Rhea Miglani, and you're listening to Less Panic, More Peace. I wanna update you all about what happened recently before we begin this episode. My sister actually went to the ER during an allergic reaction. to some takeout Indian food. But the aftermath of the allergic reaction was many of our close family and friends calling um, to make sure she's okay. And I have noticed something I really haven't noticed before. Um, of course, they're all genuine, but do they really know what we went through? Do they quite understand that if she eats one little bite of food that she's allergic to, her throat could close up, some, their needles could feel like, there feels like needles in your stomach, um, and she could die basically. I'm not sure if people are aware of that, but awareness and understanding are two totally different words. Um, and they ask if she's a qu- okay, and then they proceed to give her like a nut bar, you know? So I think it's really frustrating to me, and I'm sure to a lot of other people, um, because yes, people know that the children and adults can die from food allergies, but I'm sure they heard stories about it, but most people put their guard down. And as I said before, understanding and awareness are can be two totally different things. Luckily today, we have a special guest who is a food allergy advocate and a mother with a child who has food allergies. Like, um, and I think she will help us out. And basically we're gonna have a little conversation with her um, and how um, food allergies can really impact other people. So introducing Marina, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. So can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and how you got started with raising awareness for food allergies?
1: Um, Sure. Uh, so I am a mom of two and my older daughter did not have any food allergies, does not have any. So I lived a blissful, ignorant uh, existence of, you know, not you know, even caring because it never affected me personally, but then my son was born and when he was uh, an infant, he had his first anaphylactic reaction. And then from then, uh, you know, he ended up having multiple food allergies. And this was a completely different life that I was thrust into without any kind of support or experience. So this was quite a learning curve for me. And I've been on this journey for almost 10 years at this point. So um, through this journey and and my own experience, I really would like to help others uh, to make this journey easier for them and to, uh, you know, to share uh, things that I have had to experience and my family and, uh, you know, uh, to be able to support. I think that uh, for us as a community to be able to support each other is an invaluable resource and we need to be more vocal about it.
0: Indeed, yes.
1: And so I'm very passionate about it as well as um, uh, educating general public about food allergies and the impact of living with food allergies and also making this world safer for our kids.
0: Yes, yes. Um, so what kind of food allergies does your child have?
1: my son is allergic to uh, dairy, eggs, wheat, uh, tree nuts, and kiwi.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So there's a lot of restrictions for foods, yeah. of course. So do you uh, take, yeah. yeah. Do you take like, food everywhere you go? Absolutely.
1: Yes. Yeah, I cook everywhere. exclusively and, and uh, basically I make all of his food and we go everywhere with food. There's There are very few places and people that I trust to handle his food.
0: Oh, wow. Is there any like fast food restaurant that is like, like, no, he's
1: never had had fast food because the problem with that specific food combination, uh, allergy combination, is that it really, (laughs) there's a lot of stuff that's out of question right away, you know, because it's the eggs and the milk and the wheat and the nuts together. So, um, no, no, no fast food restaurants, and basically our restaurant experience with him has been quite limited, Um mostly to Disney World. Oh, Disney World is amazing with food allergy accommodations. I've it's heard high- that actually. Yes, every year we go to Disney World, and I make sure to make dining reservations, and we have favorite restaurants that we go to, and chefs there are amazing. They make him feel special. So this oh my is my goodness. Amazing. How yeah. you, how is
0: disney so different than any other restaurant like this you record? know
1: i asked myself that question and i really think that a lot of other restaurants uh, especially like the chain ones could really learn from disney world how to accommodate food allergies uh, because they're very they have actually i believe they have a special diets department um okay. yes wow uh, which is not just limited to food allergies but any kind of like if you keep kosher if you have celiac disease so they have a department where even before you go to the parks, you can reach out to them and let them know your restrictions and they can actually provide you with resources or they can on your behalf, uh, contact the chefs at the restaurants that, uh, oh, yeah, I've, awesome. I've done that in the, I've done that in the past. Um, you know, but, uh, this is more like if you have more, uh, complicated, like longer lists of restrictions for many, uh. Uh, like the top eight allergies uh, by themselves, they actually have separate allergen menus at many of the restaurants, and they that's will tell awesome. you which, uh, um, you know, the specific menu items which uh, allergens they exclude. So it's actually pretty cool.
0: That's amazing. I'm sure yeah. your son looks forward to going to Disney because of that as well. Absolutely. Yeah, because
1: he feels, you know, for people with food allergies, uh, feeling special means feeling like everybody else. Yeah, that's you know, because totally true. he's so used to being the odd one with his own food and not being able like he's never had pizza because oh my goodness well because you know he doesn't it's just like once you don't like tomatoes and you can't have the wheat and the egg and the cheese and all that like okay i can come up with some pseudo pizza something but it's not the same thing
0: of course every child wants to fit in like that yes oh uh
1: so, like, uh, lately, uh, he's been really crazy about marshmallows because, like, his friends would do, mar- you know, roasting marshmallows. So now he's, like, super happy because he has his marshmallows. He comes Aww. home, gets them, and then he goes, you know, roast them on a stick, and he's, like, a super happy kid because he gets to be like everyone else, you know? Yes, so, of
0: course. Yes. Want to so be the odd one out, you know, like an allergy table, maybe at school. Does he sit there? Oh, yeah. Does he have yeah. to? He actually, oh, yes,
1: he's done that, and... Um, the nice thing is, is, uh, he has a friend who occasionally shares the table with him just because she doesn't have allergies, but she actually approached her mom and she's like, mom, can you make me some lunches so I could sit with him? Um,
0: so oh, he doesn't that's so sweet. that is so yeah. sweet. Oh my goodness. So this must be extremely hard for you as a parent to have to deal with a child with so many food allergies. I'm sure you have, you know, have to do a lot of cooking at home, um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of that. So what's your motivation for doing what you're doing? Like, How for raising awareness, not only for, um, you know, for people like your son, but like everybody. Because I want to change this world
1: and make it a better place uh, that's more accommodating and accepting for those with food allergies, not just my son, but others too. And uh, I don't have food allergies, but I have food uh, sensitivities and restrictions of my own. So I know firsthand how it's, you know, how hard it is to go out there and be able to voice uh, your, you know, uh, concerns and then for people to actually take them seriously. Yes, exactly. So, uh, uh, it's, it's The world is a very tough place when it comes to food allergies, you know? And the problem is is a lot of people, they don't understand the difference between, I don't know, uh, having, I, I, I literally, this is something that was, uh, uh, I was told that if you pick the cheese off a dish, it's dairy free, right? <laughs> My goodness! And I'm like, wow! No way! Wow! No. You know, so people don't understand. Besides the point that they don't understand food allergies, they understand like cross contamination even less. Or, yes. or you know, where food al- like the allergens uh, pre- are present and in w- what form. You know, there's a yeah. lot of uh, misinformation and misinformation out there on that. So. I am very passionate about at least trying to educate people around me and trying to spread that message, you know, because we really need it. There's so many uh, children and adults with food allergies now that we're no longer a small minority.
0: Exactly. There's so many people now, even in this generation, that there's so many more food allergies now than like ever. Yeah. Um, and as I said before, like understanding and awareness are like two totally complete different things. And people might understand, yeah, okay, but they're not educated on it. This is like why I'm doing this podcast. Like people cannot be educated; they have to be educated on it, basically. So, can you share a, a little story about um, your child having an allergic reaction so people understand?
1: Oh, yes, of course. This is actually a very educating story. Um, so about two years ago, we were vacationing in Florida. And uh, as I said, I, I'm very cautious when it comes to having to eat out at restaurants. So I always do my research uh, in advance, you know, make sure that the restaurant is knowledgeable about food allergies and cross-contamination prevention practices and all that. So besides Disney World, there are very, very few places that we would trust. And... The thing is, even in places like that where they have stringent procedures, okay, sometimes it's the human factor and human error that can happen. So what happened was we went out to this restaurant, which is uh, you know one of the top rated allergy friendly restaurants. And um, I made sure to talk to the waitress about my son's food allergies and like right away she you know she told me like all the procedures they do about separate utensils and this and that, right? So uh, she wrote, wrote down the list of his um, allergens and uh, n- you know, made sure that uh, you know, his food was gonna be prepared separately. Um, and then he got his food, which was very simple. Once again, because of the uh, list of his allergies, usually his food is pretty simple. So he got grilled, grilled chicken with french fries and steamed broccoli. Um, and then 15 minutes later, like he was a happy kid enjoying his meal. And then 15 minutes later, he started complaining that he was getting achy. Um, so just to, uh, so basically his allergic reactions are not your typical anaphylaxis reactions, which is actually something else that there's a big misconception about specific symptoms that are involved with an anaphylactic reaction. Such as everybody thinks, okay, you, you trouble breathing. Okay. You have trouble breathing. That's an anaphylactic reaction. There are so many other symptoms that you can have besides the, how do you, do you mean? So, uh, for him, his symptoms are uh, feeling lethargic and drop in blood pressure and oxygen.
0: Oh wow, that's not an anaphylactic
1: reaction. Yeah, at that's an anaphylactic. Well, it doesn't look like it, but it is. And yeah. actually, our allergist has confirmed that this is a pretty dangerous type of allergic reaction because it's. Uh, you know, uh, if your oxygen drops, I mean, uh, that's, not good. Okay, that's not good at all. You can die and if you don't get that uh, epiphan well, right. There are different kinds of allergic reactions. Yes, there are different yeah. symptoms out there. And a good uh, resource would be to go to their website and basically educate yourself on the different um, mm-hmm. symptoms uh, besides trouble breathing and swelling, which are the most widely known ones. Okay. So as he started complaining of, uh, you know, just feeling achy and not feeling himself and oh, which is another very important symptom to be aware of, is called feeling of impending doom, which is basically uh, feeling anxious and not necessarily understanding that there's something wrong, but you can't quite describe what it is. Oh, wow. Yes. And that is a symptom of an aphylactic reaction. So this was his first sign of something not being right. And, um... And I, at first, I didn't understand what was happening. I didn't even think it was an allergic reaction because it's not obvious. You can't really see the it. just of course, yes. he's not feeling himself, you know. But then, every time he had an allergic reaction in the past, he would throw up. So as soon as he told me that he's nauseous and he has to throw up, I knew it. I knew it that that's what it was. So I ran with him to the restroom, and you know, he had to throw up. And then we came back, and I'm like, okay, I have to make sure this is anaphylaxis. So I call in the manager and i'm like can you tell me if there's like what is going on here and i look at his broccoli plate and i see the uh yellow residue on the plate because it pulled down so basically what they did by me, they put butter in his broccoli butter oh my goodness they put butter and his broccoli and when it's melted butter you cannot see it of course yeah but when it pulled down that yellow butter residue was on the sides of the plate so that's how i was able to see and i'm like wait a minute is there butter in this plate and the manager said yes and i said but he's allergic to milk. And he's like, well, I didn't realize uh, butter is milk. I thought oh he's to milk, but he's not allergic to dairy. That's so that was the point. Um, so uh, I have his EpiPen with him all the time. In addition to that, because he has asthma, I also have, I carry an oximeter with us, you know, the little device that measures blood oxygen. Okay. And I usually use it for uh, when he has an asthma attack, I want to make sure that he is, uh, you know, he's okay, does he need his inhaler. Um, and in this case, I decided to measure, for the first time, I decided to measure his oxygen during an allergic reaction. And with shock, I realized that his oxygen has dropped to 74, where no. the, norm- the normal is supposed to be 95 and higher. Oh my goodness. As soon as I saw that, I took out that EpiPen. I gave him the EpiPen right away. I told him to call 911. Um, and then, um, you know, within five minutes, the EMS were there and they picked him up and then we were transported to the emergency room.
0: That's an insane story. Wow. So do you, you have no hesitation? Like just take the EpiPen right away? That was the one time that, so basically
1: I had hesitation in the past. Oh. This okay. is the first time. So I have learned my lesson, okay? Uh, in the past, where I was too afraid to give epinephrine, um, and uh, the thing I mean, is, Benadryl will not work for an allergic reaction like that. It yeah. will not stop it, and this was the learning, uh, this was a lesson that I learned the previous reaction, which was, which was six years ago, when I did give him Benadryl, and the problem is many doctors, especially uh, primary physicians, they still have the misconception of, if there's no trouble breathing, just give him Benadryl, he doesn't need epipen. Mm-hmm. Which is not true. That's not true. And so I gave him Benadryl six years ago, and then uh, you know he wasn't getting better. So we went to the emergency room, and the emergency room doctor like he yelled at me because he's like, "This is a dangerous situation. You really should have given him his epipen." Because as soon as they hooked him up to epinephrine in uh, or um, to steroids in uh, the emergency room, right away he got better. So I actually saw firsthand that Benadryl did not treat the reaction, but. Uh, Uh, You need epinephrine. So this particular time, the six years, I really educated myself on the epinephrine and how to properly administer it and when you need it and what symptoms. So uh, when this reaction happened, I did not hesitate at all. And I basically did what I needed to do. And I saw in front of my eyes, within five minutes, he just got better. Like he had the oximeter on his finger. I literally saw his oxygen climbing back up. Wow. By the time the EMS came and they hooked him up, you know, to their machines and everything, by the time they transported him to the emergency room, his vitals were already fine. So they just monitored him him there for a few hours. They gave him some additional medications, And then they released him because... he was, you know, the epinephrine, the initial inj- injection actually helped him and saved his life.
0: Yes. I mean, there's no risk in taking the EpiPen. Like, just take it because right. it's basically a lifesaver. It is a lifesaver. Did you want to talk to the chef about this? Were you upset? Oh my gosh. But- made a big deal.
1: I-, I made a big deal about it. It's not just the chef. The, the next day I called their corporate offices and I made sure to, uh, their VP called me back. I mean, this was, uh, I really made sure to turn this into an educational experience. Yeah. And then- and there was another twist on the story was because uh, so the uh, the EMS who came uh, were a part of the Boca Raton fire rescue station. My husband is a firefighter. So uh, our son is obsessed about anything and everything relating to firefighters. So he was super happy that he was transported in a fire rescue ambulance. <laughs> he actually made friends with uh, the EMS, the firefighters, and he, um, they told us, you know, when you're released from the ER, stop by the fire station, we're going to show you around. And we Aww, did that. That's and, so cool. Uh, yes. And then I posted about it on social media, a media, and a reporter picked it up. And we were actually on the news in Boca No Raton. way. Yes. That is awesome. Yes. If you Google Boca Raton allergic reaction, our story will come up
0: oh and my I, goodness
1: i actually use this as an opportunity to also to educate about anaphylaxis, and you know that's um great. that's
0: so, great what you're doing that's amazing that's awesome It's
1: actually so that you know and the thing is because the story had a good ending my son didn't um have as much of a trauma ptsd related to this reaction because to him it ended well and he was actually very happy to be a celebrity for a change you know? oh
0: that's so nice i think that's so great um so, does he after an allergic reaction? I know some people could get weak, like some sort of like weakness after a long period of time because of that EpiPen. You know, does it? Do you know if it affects you in any way? And the only thing that I
1: saw was that as soon as uh, he got the injection, he was shaking a lot because it's the adrenaline rushing through your yeah. body. That was the only thing. Other than that, nothing. Okay. Nothing. He did bad. well.
0: Okay. So, as a parent, do you feel any kind of? regret or sadness like anything during the allergic reaction like oh man i should have done something different. of
1: course yes i mean look mommy guilt is very real and i was like okay maybe i should have been a little more um uh, <laughs> straightforward with how i distract this food allergy so you know i should have given them the chef card which i actually have but for some reason i didn't give it to them the that time card. what is that Ah, so, uh, chef cards are basically a printout of, uh, your information with the list of your food allergies. And so, uh, whenever you were at a restaurant, it's a cool way to make sure that they understand what your allergies are. And so you give them the card and you ask them to pass it on to the chef. So they know the list of allergies. uh, you know, and then, uh, do you, did you create that card yourself? This was something for, uh, no, this was something I found in a food allergy group. Oh, what food allergy group? Uh, this was the Disney one, one of the Disney groups. Oh wow! So they just gave you a, uh, a they, card. They, that was a yeah. They well, they helped. They design the cards, and then I was able. Wow, to Disney's leave. doing great with these food allergies. Also, this is not really. This is not uh, run by Disney. This is run by food allergy uh, moms who are who love Disney because they're accommodating. So they kind of uh, oh, help others so to nice. be able to enjoy that same experience.
0: That is so nice. So he had one allergic reaction, or how many allergic reactions has he? Had. He had a he had four
1: anaphylactic oh, okay. reactions, but four. I only used epipen for the last one because um, the, there's so a lot only of had one epipen. Well, he uh, the the first three reactions, I was told by doctors, epipen was not necessary okay. because his breathing was not really you know was not affected, and we got lucky. I kind of feel that we got really really lucky, mm. you know, because I would never ever ever um do that again i would use epipen without hesitation because it's a and i mean this is not a gamble i'd like to take now that i know what i know
0: Mm -hmm. i'm actually just very curious has it has it um diminished like his self-confidence maybe in anything um
1: the only thing that i noticed was that he absolutely it's it's really weird how trauma affects okay people Mm -hmm. he completely refuses to eat french fries now because he's like, Mom, French fries taste like French fries at the restaurant. I don't want them anymore. But he will still eat broccoli. <laughs> so that is like the only way. And we actually, so I am, I really try to uh, teach him to be strong and resilient, uh, even with his limitations, and to enjoy life, and you know, to uh, continue living his life as fully as possible. So a year after that reaction. We actually went to a different location of the same chain, um, and we ordered food for him. And we—I mean, I made sure to explain to them what happened at you know at the other restaurant, at the other location, and they took great care of him. And then and, and so he was able to enjoy a meal there and that kind of helped him to conquer that fear of what happened the previous time.
0: Oh, even, even the uh, ending about like, the fire, the whole fire hydrant yeah. ch- and the, uh, what's the word, fire trucks and everything. Yeah. So that's like, you know, the hard things and then it's like the end, it's like very nice, which is great. Um, so do you have any tips for, do you have like two tips maybe for parents dealing with uh, children who have food allergies?
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, my first tip is do not try to do this alone Um, find a support system Um, you know whether it's finding uh, people who live locally who have kids with food allergies you know in your school somebody you meet in the park um, Facebook groups there's so many great Facebook groups right now Uh, with thousands and thousands of members who support each other and they share resources and uh, commiserate, you know, whenever you are feeling stressed out or there's a... It's it's a community, yeah. It's a great, strong community. Um, When I started out, I had none of that support and it was extremely difficult and anxious part of my journey. So this is so much better now. I think it's a great asset for any food allergy parent to utilize. So absolutely find other people, reach out, connect, and, uh, you know, support each other. This makes this journey so much easier. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my tip number two is, um, don't let fear and anxiety paralyze you and control you. Uh, you know, it's important to still be able to live our lives and, uh, Definitely enjoy our lives and do things. You know, like uh, we have limitations, right? Because of my son's allergies, because of my issues, but within those limitations, we still get to do a lot of really fun things. Like, for example, last year we uh, went on a three-week uh, road trip to Yellowstone National Park, Utah, Colorado. You know, like we did like almost a cross-country trip, which was a lot of fun. A lot of preparation on my end, but. Yeah, it was uh, an amazing, amazing experience. You know, um, when uh, I'll pass on a little piece of advice that um, so when I was, I guess, still early on in my journey, uh, seasoned food allergy mom told me something that really stuck with me and it really changed how I look at things, and she told me that uh, You know, you do everything you possibly can uh, to keep your child healthy and safe. We all do. But we still have to acknowledge the fact that sometimes we are not, like we're not 100% in control. But And for those cases, make sure you have your epinephrine with you and make sure you know what to do and use it when appropriate because it works and it will save your child's life. And so when I uh, looked at it from that perspective, you know, it really helps where I know I do everything I can. And then for the rest of the time, I, ha- I make sure we have the epipen with us all the time. And I know what to do. Yes. And this really has removed much of that fear and anxiety. Um, it really helped me.
0: That's great. That's great. So all these, I feel like um, this quote would be very, great in this um you know in this conversation but problems are opportunities in disguise basically Absolutely. so positively has anything has your child benefited anything positively like maybe like cooking an interest in cooking I any mean like strength everything like that
1: yeah well first of all uh, he's a very compassionate child and so is his sister too okay. um they both understand what it's like to uh have somebody you love or, you know, your own health struggles. Um, They do not see other people or other kids as different, no matter like what, how they look or, you know, whether they're different in any way. It's actually very cool to see how uh, something like this teaches them compassion. Um, My son loves healthy food. That's (laughs) awesome. (laughs) Yeah, well, because, you know, a lot of the processed foods uh, he can't have, so... He lo- I mean, it's amazing because he's like, mom, these blueberries taste so good and all <laughs> am a, I'm a health coach. So yes. uh, uh, this oh, is okay. another silver lining in the story is because of our situation. Um, I actually abandoned my former career and I, uh, I became a health coach. Uh,
0: awesome.
1: Uh, you know, so uh, this is a, another thing. And then um, just he's a very resilient kid was very very strong and he's not afraid to be different
0: that's great that's awesome so in do you have you ever thought like long term how this can impact your child maybe like in college do you think that do you have any hope maybe that he could grow out of these allergies oh, yes he absolutely
1: is he's already much much better than he used to be that's great so uh we are definitely on a. I think by the time i really hope by the time we get to college he might just have uh the nuts to deal with maybe.
0: Yes, you know? yes. So, I heard that um, other, the dairy people out of that, like a lot of other things. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. Um,
1: so even though he used to be very, very severe, but um, he we're definitely on, you know, we're going in the right direction. So I'm very hopeful about it.
0: Yes, you seem very experienced about everything um, and the allergic reaction. So what are questions that parents should be asking that they don't? Like if a child is allergic, what's the first thing they should do?
1: So, as far as questions, I think it's very important to ask doctors uh, questions where you are comfortable with what they tell you and with the tests that they do, with the results that they're properly explained to you, that you know exactly what you need to do. Um, uh, even look for a second opinion if you're not comfortable or the doctor is not spending enough time with you because I have, you know, in the beginning, I have, I did not do any of that. So. Um, it was, uh, I'm speaking from experience here because eventually I did seek a second opinion and it turned out that there was so much more that I could ask, or we, you know, things we could do the tests and, you know, the doctor discussed the different treatments that are out there that we may consider at some point. So make sure that you're comfortable with information that you're given and all your questions are answered. And as far as the first thing you need to do, if your child has a diagnosed, um, food allergy, make sure you get that epinephrine prescription. Believe it or not, I was not given a prescription for the first year of my son being diagnosed with food allergies. We even traveled with him because I was told by doctors that taking Benadryl was fine.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Which knowing what I know now, I mean, I uh, yes, I this is one of the, I guess one of the things I look back at with regret. I feel like we dodged some ma- major bullets. Yeah. Um, you know, and only, only after being in... allergy groups and reading about oh you know did your doctor give you a food allergy plan did do you have the epipen and i'm like uh so only after that i you know i asked for the prescription i started learning more about it which is why it's also important to have those support groups because they can give you more information you know and educate you uh,
0: definitely so do you have any all those like maybe the facebook community or groups or you know do you have any um, latest like advancements or like discoveries that you found out?
1: Well, uh, I think that right now, the, one of the biggest assets that we have to us is internet. And, uh, you know, whether it's in the shape of uh, Facebook groups or pages or websites, there's so many food allergy blogs now, you know, like one of the biggest things, especially when it comes to make, you know, uh, a combination of different food allergies is like, what do I feed this child? Yeah, You have to eliminate okay. so many major foods that are staples in every home. Um, and I had to figure that out from scratch, basically. Now, it's so much easier because there are really awesome food allergy cooking blogs out there. You know, there are recipe databases out there. Like, for example, Allergic Living Magazine has an online recipe de- database. Uh, Kids with Food Allergies Foundation has a food allergy-friendly uh, recipe database where you can actually search by allergen, I believe. Mm-hmm. um, which is That's very, awesome. cool. um, there are different, uh, f- uh, cooking blogs that I follow where I find different ideas. You know, there's an app, a spoken app. Spoken. Yeah. Oh, what is that? <laughs> it's an app where, uh, it's crowdsourced meaning par- uh, food allergy parents or, you know, people like you and me, uh, put in information and they rate certain things for food allergies. Like, uh, they have lists of, I don't know, top uh, allergy-friendly ice cream brands, for example, or top um, allergy-friendly Valentine's Day candy, stuff like that. Then yes. you can go and look up different uh, you know, food suggestions there. Allergy Eats uh, app or website is awesome for uh, looking allergy up. Eats. Um, that's uh, a website that helps you find food allergy ratings for restaurants.
0: Oh, wow. That's awesome. I didn't know all these
1: apps existed. Yes. So, wow, um, that's great to know. That is absolutely, uh, you know, wherever we go somewhere, like we, I make sure to look up, uh, you know, on that app, and there you can actually specify your specific allergies that you're, you know, uh, that you have, and they will give you a list if that if that area has restaurants uh, that accommodate those allergies with reviews. So it's sort of like Yelp for food allergies.
0: Oh wow, that's amazing! So uh,
1: yeah, so you know, so things like that, I feel internet is a great resource for
0: definitely for, for anything. Yes. Um, And this is mainly different for anybody, but this podcast is called Less Panic and More Peace, right? So how do you cope with anxiety or how do you cope with being peaceful, you know, in the allergic reaction situation? That
1: is actually a big, um, that was a big learning curve for me because I used to be uh, completely (laughs) paralyzed by anxiety, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's completely understandable. You know, when you have to deal with your child being at risk of dying, basically, Yeah. uh, and you have seen it yourself. I mean, this is not something that you ever want to think about, much less face. Um, so for me, I basically decided at some point to just use this energy and uh, to turn it into something positive by educating myself and educating others. So doing things uh, to maybe uh, be more proactive about, uh, and, you know, raising awareness and sharing the message. And like a lot of people... Um, I know there are more understanding of food allergies now because I am very vocal about our journey. I share things that happen to us. So they understand a lot more. And then when you see that they want to accommodate because they understand more, you know, or they, uh, uh, carry on, uh, the message because they understand, they see what, it, how it affects us. And then they share it with somebody else and they would treat somebody else with food allergies differently now,
0: mm-hmm. you know?
1: so basically this is my yeah. approach. Yeah. That's, that's what I do. I basically, this is why I'm a food allergy advocate because, uh, you know, uh, we, I have a choice of either, you know, just being extremely afraid and, and miserable or I can take that into, turn it into something positive. And help
0: other people, yes. Making
1: this world a little better for those with food allergies, whether it's my son or somebody else.
0: Yes, amazing. We need more people like you doing this. Um, and I think that I feel maybe... Uh, some people, by having all these tips and advice for other people, could just help them, and maybe you could have saved someone else's life like that, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Do you think that anything could have prepared you for having a child with food allergies? Like anything?
1: Hmm, that's a good question. I don't think it can simply because, unless you walk in these shoes, you don't necessarily know what it means. You know, even if you uh, mm-hmm. observe it from the outside. You know, this is why having compassion for people who have experiences different, you know, different experiences than you is important because unless you have gone specific through that specific situation, you don't necessarily understand a hundred percent what it's like to see through their eyes. Yeah. Um, so for me, I really, I mean, I really don't know what could have prepared me for this. Yeah, I mean, nothing, <laughs> I mean honestly, my life
0: upside down. It's, I mean, any, I mean, it just happened. You can't really prepare yourself for any of it. And I think that it's very important that we're doing this and helping other people like that. So it's very good. Um, so do you have anything, to wrap anyth- everything up, do you have anything else to say? Any other w- uh, words of wisdom to share with the audience?
1: Um, just, you know what, be empowered and uh, you know, be prepared. Uh, epinephrine saves lives. And you know, every single one of us could be an advocate wherever we are. You know, even if it's just among our small circle of family and friends, I believe in the ripple effect. You know, every little action, every little word we say, they have an impact. And so my advice is let's all change this world for better, uh, you know, for our children.
0: Let's do it. Thank you so much for being on this podcast. I really appreciate it. I'm sure the whole audience does as well. Um, Thank you for listening to Less Panic, More Peace. See you next week. Peace out.